0: Uh, I will tell you, it, it is, it's is—it's remarkable uh, to me, that, that interview on several levels, and we'll talk about it coming up in just a little while. Also, Joe Lieberman's going to be with us um, later on uh, the uh, program today to talk about what's happening over in Israel and a story that nobody reported. Uh, hey, there's a peace plan on the table. You want your own state? Here's what you have to do. That's outrageous. You're expecting us to uh, walk away from terrorism. Yeah, I know. I know. It's quite a stretch. Quite a stretch. We're going to give you billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. but you got to walk away from blowing buses up. How dare you? (laughs) All right. Coming up in just a minute. I want to tell you quickly about Relief Factor. Man, I feel great. I feel the best I've felt in six years, and Relief Factor has really, really helped me. Um, It's an inflammation fighter, and it's, you know... I know, the doctor's like, can you handle ibuprofen 800? Yeah, doc, I can. It does nothing. Relief Factor works for me, and 70% of the people try it. Go to relieffactor.com now. You know what? Welcome to it. It's Friday. What a day to talk about the coronavirus, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Let's talk about how we could all die or not. Bill O'Reilly is also on with us. I think I might rather talk about how we could all die. We're also gonna we're also gonna talk to uh, Joe Lieberman later on in the program, just about. You know, the Palestinians, and I think they're right on this, how dare you offer a two-state solution and then expect us to walk away from terrorism? Who are you to judge? Well, I just thought you wanted a two-state solution. It might be good. Carter Page, and an interview I did with him, um, and and it is out right now, uh, it's an amazing thing. Sat down with him for 90 minutes and talked to him just about What's it like to be spied on by the government? What's it like to have them go to the FISA court and tap your phones, tap your your internet, spy on you, put microphones and cameras on you all the time without your, your knowledge when you didn't do anything? It's a fascinating interview. We'll get into that. And today, to call more witnesses or not to call more witnesses... Let me just summarize. Romney.
1: This is the Glenbeck program.
0: All in one minute. Okay, I bet you wish, as most of us do, that the good old days when you could walk around your house confidently in your underwear. Uh, I mean, you know, I still do it because nobody wants to see me in that. Nobody wants me to walk around and, you know, under my underpants. And uh, so, but it's impossible now. Uh, to do it, unless you have blinds, uh, from blinds.com, you know, it could come from someplace else, but I trust the blinds from blinds.com. Uh, nobody's looking in, uh, you know, somebody's going to be watching you on the internet. Sure. They're going to use, they're going to take your cameras. But in my case, they see that they're like, Oh, good Lord. I'll never be able to unsee that. And so they just drop the line. So I've been doing a lot of my surfing online completely naked. Because it keeps cyber criminals away. Not a good idea? Anyway, blinds.com. They are If your if you're blinds or shades or shutters or whatever look like they've been dragged behind a truck on a gravel road for the last 10 years, maybe you should update them. And right now through February 4th, you can save up to 45% on everything at blinds.com. Plus, you get an extra 20% off with the promo code BECK. Every order gets free samples, free shipping, and hey, Maybe you're not an interior designer. They got some of them people, and they know how to measure and to read, and they know amazingly, even though they're in the middle of the country, they know where the wall ends and where that window thingy starts. It's Blinds.com. Now through February 4th, save up to 45% off everything, plus get an extra $20 off with the promo code BECK. Blinds.com. Now until February 4th, rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, my gosh, Pat, it is so good to see you. Oh, Oh, thank you for freeing me from that stew monster. (laughs) He is just
2: a... Oh. It's relentless. Relentless. Relentless.
0: How you doing, Pat? Good. Good. Thanks for filling in. Uh, Stu yep. is always is, uh, on his Super Bowl trip. Uh, he goes to the Super Bowl, and uh, it's, a, it's nothing but, you know, snorting coke off the belly of hookers for him for two mm-hmm. days. He gets it mm-hmm. out of his system, and then he comes back, and he's a completely moral guy. Mostly.
2: Well... Yeah. Uh, I think he breaks down again around Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Around
0: Memorial Day, yeah. well, no. yeah, because I mean, who doesn't, doesn't, right? You know what I mean? Right. You know which which non service <laughs> member of us mm-hmm. doesn't just break down around Memorial Day? and there have aren't do, any people like you that. Know, no. no, have to do blow or something, mm-hmm. you know, off the belly of hookers, because that's the way. I think, as Stu says, that's the way Jesus would want it. <laughs> now I disagree with that, but it's Stu. So anyway, uh, Pat, one word Mm -hmm. in context of today, Romney. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Meaning he may vote for witnesses. May? Well, I I want him to, honestly. I I just want to get this out. And as you've said several times, Lance, that boil. Okay, they're just going to be relentless if they don't have some sort of witness... Event
0: I think there are two ways to look at this. And, yeah. and <clears throat> you know, quite honestly, <laughs> the way we look at it is the right way. <laughs> Obviously, All those dummies that disagree with us, <laughs> well, you're just plain wrong. Uh, there's two ways to look at it. And I think the one way which everybody, including me, is looking at this, you just want it over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know there is nothing to this, and this is – John Bolton is another, oh, the Steele dossier, proves it. Oh, uh, Mueller proves it. Oh, my gosh. Vince, uh, I mean, uh, not Vince Flynn, but uh, what's his name? Uh, General Flynn. It proves it. Oh, this phone call. It proves it. None of these things. Every time they make them into a big deal and not Mm -hmm. one of them have made, have moved the needle at all. None of them are what they say it is. Okay, right. So when you when you're looking at John Bolton, I think conservatives generally have supported John Bolton his whole career. Mm-hmm. We like him, right? We trust him, uh, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. I think he's wrong here. On the the way he's approached this with the book, yes, and the way that Democrats
2: have treated him is so hypocritical. Oh, I mean, they, they they talked about how, his lack of credibility when you know before when he was nominated for the UN position and and all along the line they've hated this guy. And now hated. all of a sudden they got to hear the truth from oh, yeah. John Bolton. And
0: John Bolton's the only one that can tell us the truth, right? And I don't want to play the opposite. He's lying. I don't think John Bolton is lying. I don't think John Bolton has anything real to say, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Because I know John Bolton, and I think he is a man of credibility. I think his credibility has been destroyed by him taking a big payday from Simon & Schuster to write a book. Now, does he have anything in the book? Here's why it should happen, in my opinion. There's two ways to look at this. There's nothing there. I'm tired of this. Let's move on. Okay? That's all understandable and I feel that way. However, uh, and wait, there's three ways. Also the legal way. The president has won his case, no attorney. You know, let's say your your job is at stake. Your uh, your life is at stake. Your name is at stake. Everything's at stake and the prosecution comes in with this Guy is like, no, I got Pat Gray. He's going to testify against Glenn. He's got a big book deal coming out in a little while. Oh, they don't want to hear from Pat. It's been his best friend. He's been there for 30 years. What does he have to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm I'm like, well, geez, Pat has turned on me. Don't worry about it. Pat has nothing. We can take him apart because I know Pat and I know what Pat has seen and I, I can tell you everything about it no attorney would say okay let's do that you'd say no but if it's pat my best friend and he he goes off and he's going to release this book let's at least get him on the stand so i yeah. can cross examine him because the the media will run all of the the book release stuff from him they will do they will do fawning interviews because they want to destroy me no one will ask tough questions and well you can yeah. do that uh, under the auspices of the trial correct so the way to do it is to have him testify so you can hold his feet to the fire mm-hmm. when everyone is watching and you have all that information out of the way right You're taking care of it now it's now now's Pat's book is worthless because we've right. already heard it in the trial it didn't It didn't hurt me. It didn't do anything. So Pat can do whatever he wants, but what are you going to read in his book? We've already heard it all. Mm -hmm. So it destroys the book. It destroys the book tour because there's nothing new to go over. But if you don't do it, When that book is released, it's a huge event, and you have a fawning media that wants John Bolton to be saying bad things about the president. So the Democrats can then say, you know what? Let me tell you this right now. John Bolton, did you see that interview? I hope you didn't watch it too long because there's really nothing there. But I know (laughs) you didn't watch it, so we can spin it this way. And that's the information we had in this president of the Republican Party. They're now stealing this election. That's what will happen. Yeah. But no attorney, if I were Trump's attorney, I would say, end it. End it. You won. Okay? End it right now. Push for acquittal. Do not put another witness on. And if you believe you won, uh,
2: what are you going to super win by keeping keeping it going even further? Right. No, you're not. Right. But as Nancy Pelosi said, if they don't do the trial, and th- this is what they're going to hammer the whole year, uh, the whole campaign year, it, 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 there was no acquittal because they didn't do a trial. They didn't actually do a trial. They were, they didn't actually care about the truth. So they just shut it all down and didn't get to the truth. That's what we're going to hear the whole time, right up to the election. And I just don't want I don't want them to have that talking point.
0: Well, there is a way to get rid of that talking point, point. Um, and, and I think, beside the trial. You could end the trial today. Um, we have something, and I wish I could come out with it today. I mean, I can't tell you how hard I have fought internally. Can we just do this special now? Um, because I want it out before the trial, but we can't do it. We have certain things that have to fall into place for us to be able to release this. But I am telling you, I read the script last night, and it still has chunks in it that are not buttoned up. But we think we're getting the paperwork to prove it um, because we've seen it. We just don't have it in hand. And as I'm looking at it and reading this, I looked at my staff last night. I mean, I read it last night with the staff around me, and as I'm reading, it's like 40 pages And I said, this is the most powerful, special we've ever done. This may be the biggest story we have ever broken. Wow. It is. Wow. It's Hmm. shocking, and it's much more. The corruption, everything we said that was going on, it all has gone on. But there is a deeper story to it that is... Uh, how can I put this without uh, it is it is a, a story that has driven the news on uh, a couple of presidents and uh, and I can't I just can't say it, it is a huge, huge story and it is not about this president. It's about Barack Obama. We found something that the Obama administration uh, was doing that will it will destroy destroy the Obama administration and its legacy uh, to the left. You're talking about the scandal-free Barack Obama administration. Scandal-free. <laughs> no, this is this this huh. will piss the left off. Wow, so much the left will be like, excuse me, and. Uh, We're going to expose that. So if they don't do this trial, believe me, what we are going to expose uh, next Thursday. uh, And by the way, we're opening it up. It'll be free. We want everybody to see it. It's not going to be behind the paywall. You'll be able to see it on uh, YouTube and Facebook and and all of our uh, platforms for free. But watch it um, because it it is. You can end this trial and begin a new trial that must be done. And you're not talking about trying Obama. You're talking about exposing Obama and then exposing all of the people that were involved in it. And it's beyond corruption. And I can't—you'll understand what I mean by that. But it is, it is corrupt, illegal, unconstitutional, but beyond corruption— I thought this was mm. about corruption and power. Mm-mm. It is about that with some. Hunter Biden is is involved his neck d- is into his neck up. Um, but it, it is it is the worst that we have seen in the past from presidents uh, two of which I know um uh, went through massive trials in history for this um and it is an affront to Congress, the Constitution, all of it. So you want to close this down great, close it down. but they must now go back and say how did this happen? We spent 34 million dollars on on uh, a Mueller report. the Mueller report d- did nothing. Mueller report did nothing had nothing. Mm-hmm. This started from before he was even in office and now this one how many millions of dollars in time was wasted on this one. What was that really about and it is not about just protecting Joe Biden. It's really not and I can lay out the case that that is not what um, that is not what uh, Donald Trump was doing. He knows He knows what was going on. I can take you to all the things in the phone call in the July 25th phone call that didn't make sense. And things that we were like, why would he say that? Now we know. We found one piece and we're like, follow that. And it connects all of it. And the timing is beyond, dare I use the word, perfect. It's beyond perfect. Perfect. That's next Thursday. Um, Check for, you know, put it on your calendar. uh, Check the website. We'll tell you exactly when. I think it's nine o'clock next Thursday night. You do not want to miss it. All right. NetSuite. Welcome to the wonderful world of business success. You've been chugging along smoothly for a good while now. The economy is in pretty good shape. You're hoping that the coronavirus... Is just going to be over in a few weeks, and we'll all celebrate with a beer. We'll get into that here in just a second. Undoubtedly, you owe the success of your business to a lot of different people, a lot of different things, and people. Um, but what you also might have that sets you apart, you have one thing in common with about nineteen thousand other businesses, some of them very big businesses, and that is NetSuite by Oracle. You knew that if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. If you don't have a dashboard that is helping you fly, you could be flying upside down. You don't know. You have to know everything from sales to, uh, uh, to inventory to receivables, HR, everything you have it on one dashboard and you can access it on your phone or your laptop or your computer. It is NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite.com slash back. Download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits, and then schedule your uh, demonstration, free demo of NetSuite at NetSuite.com slash Beck. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. So what do you think happens today, Stu or even Pat? I I think they probably uh,
2: I think they probably block the witnesses. Yeah, I mean it, it looked like earlier in the week they couldn't stop it. Now it looks like they're almost certainly going to. I think
0: because what I mean, Lamar Alexander came out yesterday and he said, I've "Seen enough." I've seen enough. There's even well, no matter what mm-hmm. John Bolton says, it's not impeachable. Right. So it doesn't matter. And I like that look at it. I do too. Um, You know, but if it doesn't matter, then why not do it anyway? Other than this is dragging it on. Mm -hmm. But I like that approach. It doesn't matter. Now, Romney, I don't think is doing it for the reason we think he should do it. I think he just really thinks, well, now, wait a minute. There might be something there that we should uh, look into. I don't think he's doing it politically. I think, I think Romney is so, Um, he is, he is so self-aggrandized himself that he's forgotten that he represents the people of the state of Utah. He's representing Mitt Romney because I don't believe the people in Utah want him to, uh, to do this. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he won. What did what did Trump win by 18 points in Utah? Yeah. And Utah was not a state that was raw, raw Donald Trump. Trump. They kind of yeah. held their nose because of his personal life. They mm-hmm. held their nose and voted for him. But things change. They still, I don't think, like him the way he behaves personally in the tweets and everything else. But they have seen, like I have seen, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are some amazing things that he is doing. Romney still doesn't like him, and Romney, I think, still thinks he's better than than Donald Trump and everyone else in the Senate. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he be- really, truly believes, and I, quite honestly, I think he's part of a problem of uh, trying to tell everybody that he's the reasonable one, and Mike Lee is this crazy extremist, and I don't think that's going to fly. I hope not. They've done the,
2: they've done that to Mike Lee though for a while. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they, I, I don't know how the he powers because, that be in Utah paint him as an extremist, and it's it's awful. It's wrong,
0: and it's it's not true. It's not. Mike Lee is the most reasonable mm-hmm. uh, senator, thoughtful. among the thoughtful. He's he's worked with Bernie Sanders on things. When yeah. he can make a connection on the Constitution, he'll do it. Mike Lee is – I mean, if Mike Lee was the one saying, no, we should hear witnesses, I would go with Mike Lee Mm -hmm. because there's not really political bones in his body. He hates that. Cares about the Constitution. Only cares about the Constitution. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mitt Romney, I think, is – I don't – I just – I mean, there's not been a, a, a bigger disappointment. No, Roger Ailes. Not even been a bigger disappointment than Mitt Romney. He is just, uh, he's, he's politically smarmy, I think. He is. So, good luck with that. Uh, here's Mitt Romney in Utah underwater in the polls.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. dot Something is happening in the economy right now, and I really, really hope that uh, the coronavirus doesn't uh, throw this into uh, uh, a different gear uh, in reverse. But property data, CoreLogic, this is a firm that does property data, the standard mortgage payment, they say, is down nearly 3% since May of 18. Okay, That is despite the rising home prices. So the only way that can happen is loans are are easier to get uh you're paying a lower uh interest rate on loans that's amazing so if you bought your house after uh, you know before may of 2018 you right now could refinance and you could save hundreds of dollars uh some people are saving uh you know a thousand dollars or more a month a month on rent or i mean on their mortgage payment Please do the uh, responsible thing fiscally and and call American Financing, AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Glenn, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, and me,
2: Pat Gray, all in one location. Use the promo code Glenn to get $10 off at TheBlazeTV.com slash Glenn.
0: Well, and welcome to the program. I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, coronavirus. Something isn't right on this. It's just something's not right. Um, and and here's why I say this. I want to believe that the Chinese have learned their lessons from the past. And the avian flu and uh, uh, and all the flus past the, uh, what was the other one? That, uh, SARS. Yeah, SARS. That the world chastised them, and those communists went. You know what? We should be more open with information. <laughs> okay, now that's that possible. Do- yeah, maybe, but uh, never happens. Yeah, <laughs> never, never happens. It's never happened, even during the period called Glasnost, which meant openness, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't That would have meant openness in the period of Glasnost in the former Soviet Union. This is at the end when you know. Hey, you know what? We want to be less communist and more like you guys we're going to be open. Chernobyl goes off. (laughs) We can see the cloud. We can (laughs) measure the radiation and they're like what? No, that's probably coming from your microwave oven. (laughs) I mean it was insane. All right. so maybe they've changed but probably not. Now the reason why we're not so freaked out right now and, and I think that's a good thing is that We are believing the numbers given to us uh, by the Chinese to the WHO. We don't really know what's happening. We don't have any idea. But Pat, what are the latest totals? I know it's what just over 200 worldwide that have died.
2: Yeah, and how many infection? And something like 8,500 infected. Okay, was the last number I heard, but it goes up quickly. Uh, and exponentially
0: yes yeah. so, okay, so 8500 are infected. Mm-hmm. 200 are dead. Now some of those numbers are coming from the West, but most of those numbers are in um, in China. Now everyone's saying and I've, I've look, I've done my research on the flu and the pandemic for years for tw- two decades for 20 years, I've been studying this stuff. Because scientists have said, another one is coming. Okay? It's only a matter of time. So I've gone back through my notes, and I've looked at the stuff that we have done before. We've looked at the science. We've done all of our work. And what bothers me is this one seems to have all of the earmarks of the one that everyone's been saying in the scientific world. It's going to look like this. It's going to jump from an animal (laughs) and an animal that we haven't really had a problem with before. Uh And it's going to be highly infectious. Uh, It's going to mutate quickly. It'll probably start someplace in China. uh, And it will start in in, and we won't even know that you're infected. uh, And you're still spreading this disease, which is not done in flus. But that's what the really bad one will look like. Okay, that looks like this one uh and uh has
2: every one of those earmarks
0: right every one of them it's going to be more contagious than SARS it is <laughs> um and uh and you're just going to have to quarantine everybody you're just going to have to stop everything okay now let's just uh, nobody in the world is freaking out okay and you shouldn't freak out we don't know but can we just tie some things together first of all and I'm not sure of the actual carriers, but I know it was like KLM I know British uh, Airways, Lufthansa big airlines all across Europe have stopped all transportation in and out of China okay mm-hmm. they're not they're not flying from Europe or to Europe anymore. We are uh, Russia shut its border the entire Chinese border. you ain't coming into Russia, okay? Hong Kong, mm. they built this brand new, beautiful condominium complex in Hong Kong, and it wasn't open yet for sale. The Chinese government came in and said, we're going to put infected people in that building in isolation. Uh, and the Hong Kong people thought, no, you're not. And so the Hong Kong people got went in the streets and they burned the entire complex to the ground. Okay. So, wait wow. a minute. I hadn't heard Sh- that. Yeah, China wow. doesn't have any space for the 8500 people. <clears throat> they got to ship them to a brand new condominium complex in Hong Kong. And the people are like, "No, you're not." And they burn it to the ground. All schools, all schools <clears throat> have been shut indefinitely, and over 70 million people, 70 million people are now quarantined in China for something that has caused 200 deaths and has 8,500 people sick. I mean, there are other diseases that are going on right now that have 200 dead and 10,000 people infected with it. Um, imagine our government saying there's something going on right now, and uh, we just want to get a handle on it, so we're closing Los Angeles, Chicago. No one in or out. Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City, Miami. Hell, let's just close the entire eastern seaboard, all right? Anything near I-95, shut down. I-95, no buses, no trains, no planes, nothing. Would, Mm. Would we be saying... Um, what are you not telling us? How bad is this? Yeah. Is what you'd be saying. You'd be saying that. Because you'd cripple the economy. Right. uh, Apple, uh, Intel, all of these companies, major companies, are thinking of suspending operations in China. We're now talking about the ports. The ports are now closing around the world Mm. from China. Jeez. Really? For something that's killed 200 people? Something just doesn't seem right unless China is just like, we are going to show everybody you get a sniffle and you will never spread it to another person. Oh, okay. Okay. Or maybe they're Mm. trying out, can we keep people in cities? And they're trying out all their new technology. Possibly. They're either being super medical and, To hell with the economy, which no No way, way. no way we could have a plague here and there would be reasonable conversations to have. If you shut this down, you will destroy the economy of America and it will take us five years and we may never recapture our position. You must do everything you can Mm -hmm. to keep things open. Yeah. What's happening? It does sound like they're lying, doesn't it?
2: It does. It does. And they've got a nice history of lying. So no. <laughs> The Chinese? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Mm-hmm. I know. They, it's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. communist governments are so open and honest. Well, North Korea. Oh, forthright. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah. goes wrong, you tell everybody
0: about it. Hey, look out. We might have a problem here. We just wanted you to know. So does this bother you at all? Have you thought of, I mean... I had a conversation with my family last night. I said, look, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, But let's just all mentally prepare. This is what our line is going to be. If it looks like they're starting to cordon off areas, this is what our family is going to do. Um, I want you to call the schools and find out because our kids go to an international school. So, has a, are any of the parents anybody been in China in the last couple of months? If so, we want to know about. It. I don't need to know the names, but I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking these precautions. Is anybody doing that? I don't think. I don't think America is really paying attention to this. And that's yet. really
2: prudent because we only have what we had the first person-to-person uh, infection in. Was it Chicago? I think where the. Yeah. the the wife came home from Wuhan and her husband got infected. That's the first time that's happened here. So I th- I think that's why, you know, there's only a few people infected that we are absolutely sure about. And if, if but if there were a thousand people infected in the US, I think people would really start to worry about it. A thousand people.
0: Um the, the problem that could overnight. Is, the problem with this is the average flu, and think how f- common the flu is. The average flu has a, um, an, it's called an R-naught rating, which means how uh, how easy it is to pass. For instance, smallpox mm-hmm. is like, has an R-naught rating of 16 to 18, 20 is the top, and it means that one person affected will infect 16 to 18 other people. Oh. Okay. The flu, the regular flu is 1.1. 1. 1. So you have the flu, you're going to give it to just over one other person. All right. Mm -hmm. The Spanish flu, the one that was the pandemic of 1918, uh, was not infectious until you started to show symptoms. That's a big one. And it only had an R-naught rating of 2.4. This one, they believe, has an R-naught rating of 3.8. Okay, so it's it's almost double that of the Spanish flu. And here's the bigger problem. You are infectious the minute you meet someone that has it. Even if they show no symptoms, it can jump to you. And the incubation period is anywhere between 5 and 14 days. And in those 5 and 14 days, you can be spreading it, but you have no symptoms. And the way it spreads handshakes right and then like if i
2: shake your hand and you have it and then i i touch my eyes it goes through the eyes the nose the mouth correct so it's not even airborne it's not airborne so anybody you shake hands with or if you get sneezed on there's another problem
0: yeah but that's but that's nor that's the normal way flu you people are like Mm -hmm. don't don't stay away from me i got the flu you're not contagious before you show symptoms this This one is, is yeah so everyone you meet Everyone you're around, okay, if they have it, they don't even know they have it. And so this one, remember, the Spanish flu killed 50 million people worldwide.
2: 675,000 here in America. Can you imagine something killing 675,000 Americans? I
0: mean, to put it it into context, the Spanish flu, um, which only infected a third of the world... Uh, and only killed 10% of that third that killed more people than world war 1 and world war 2 combined mm. a flu and it did it in 18 months that's what we're concerned about and quite honestly it, you know here's one time i'm saying maybe we should pay attention to europe if europe is grounding their planes why isn't the United States of America? We should be grounding our planes when it comes to China. Sorry, until we know what we're dealing with. No planes in, no planes out. So this is great. Now, I want you to capture this in your head because this is a true story. The horn makes a sound and the. Clown car heads down the road, and every square inch of the interior is occupied by face paint and red noses and lapel lapel flowers that squirt. And all of a sudden, the engine is, like, sputtering and dies, okay? And then the, then the passengers, all the clowns, just start complaining to the driver clown whose eyes bulge out and rage because the check engine light on the little clown car went off. And they're all like, what are we going to do now? And slowly... Adam Schiff sighs and says, looks like we can't make it to the impeachment today. All because their clown car didn't have CarShield. And the driver just, uh, he said to himself, we're clowns. What could possibly happen? We'll continue with the impeachment forever. Ha, 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 ha. Well, too bad for Congress. They didn't use your money to invest in CarShield. Car Shield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair, uh, repair com- completely easy and simple. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. Frequently, that's not the option. They also provide 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. So don't let that check engine light change your life. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection call 1-800-CAR-6000 mention the promo code beck or visit carshield.com use the promo code beck and save 10 percent carshield.com promo code beck deductible may apply
1: you're listening to glenn beck
0: Uh, Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming up in just a few minutes. There's a story out uh, today that is, I mean, I'm really, I'm really having a hard time uh, with this story. It comes out of Milwaukee. Listen to this. Dr. John Cox knew as soon as he heard the baby's cry that he had hurt his one-month-old adopted daughter. He accidentally had fallen asleep while cuddling the girl in bed early one morning last May, he said, and he must have turned on top of her. Cox, 39, a pediatric emergency room doctor at Children's Wisconsin Hospital, sat up, panicked. His hand shook as he assessed the baby, he said, fearing that he had smothered her. She wasn't in distress, but he could tell by the way she was moving that her left arm might have been broken or might have broken her collarbone. Common injury, blah, blah, blah. Cox called his wife, Dr. Sadie DeBrowse, uh, DeBrowse, uh, who was out of town with her two older children, and cried as he explained what had happened. She's a pediatric oncologist, blah, blah, blah. They both work at the children's hospital. Um, The uh, baby appeared fine to her, but just to be safe, take her into the pediatrician. That's what normal parents do who aren't doctors, she told him. What followed, according to more than 15 medical experts who later reviewed Cox's case, was a series of medical mistakes and misstatements by hospital staff members that have devastated Cox's family and derailed his career. A nurse practitioner in the hospital's child abuse team confused the baby's birthmarks for bruises. Um, Seven dermatologists who have reviewed the case said, those weren't bruises, blah, blah, blah. Well, they've taken the child, the hospital, turned it over to the welfare system, and they took the child and accused him of being a child abuser. So his career is over all the doctors he works with are Mm. like this guy is not a child we've looked at the medical records they can't overturn this now this has happened to people who are not doctors and we have been talking about this for years years we've been talking about this now all of a sudden the medical profession at the children's hospital are like hey this is an out of control system (laughs) we should do something about it yes we should and i pray for this family but how about all the rest that aren't doctors
1: this is the Glenn Beck program
0: Capturing her heart this Valentine's Day really isn't that complicated when you go to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it fast and simple to find beautiful bouquets in just a few clicks. Right now, for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for only $19.99. That's right, a dozen multicolored roses delivered for only $19.99. Or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers. They're picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. So you're not going to find a better Valentine's deal than this anywhere else. Rose prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's Day, trust the Rose Authority. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. Don't procrastinate this year. Get it done early. Literally, right now, it'll take a couple of minutes. Don't miss out on this amazing 1-800-Flowers offer. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code back. Enter today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com code back. I know he believes that President Trump is going to be acquitted, so do I. I'd like to see what he thinks is going to happen. What is this going to do? I'm going to be at the uh, State of the Union. By the way, our State of the Union coverage, thank you for being a uh, a subscriber to The Blaze. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to open it live from the Capitol. Then I'm going inside, and I'm going to be watching it from the inside. Bill O'Reilly is watching it on television, um, and uh, also um, uh, Eric Bowling is going to be hosting um, about eight thirty. Beforehand, we have all of the the people on deck ready to go. As uh, soon as the soon as the State of the Union is over, you can watch other people. But Bill O'Reilly is going to give you his look. And then, as soon as I get out of the uh, the uh, Senate chambers, oh, I'm I'm walking in, and I'll tell you what I saw happen on the floor, which is a completely different view. That's all on Tuesday night, State of the Union coverage, Blaze TV. The
1: fusion of entertainment and enlightenment.
0: So Lamar Alexander, GOP senator, has come out and said he is not for hearing any more witnesses. He's ready to move on. Uh, That's a critical vote. You know, we have Romney and the others. So let's see what's going to happen exactly with the impeachment today. Today is the vote on uh, additional witnesses. What are they going to do in the Senate? You know who might know? At least they have a very good and entertaining and enlightened uh, point of view. Bill O'Reilly next because... It's Friday.
1: This is the Glenbeck program.
0: You know, what is the cost of integrity? When you can make a thing with a machine in no time, but you instead choose to do it by hand, is that stupid or is that, is there something to the made by hand state of integrity? Now, you make it by machine or you can take 200 meticulous handmade steps. That's integrity to me. It's the integrity of the boot. It's the integrity of the people making it. And you feel it when you put these boots on. They're Tecovis boots. Whether you're out repairing a fence on the range or standing in your high-rise apartment looking out over the vast city, when you're wearing a pair of Tecovis boots, you are filled with the spirit of the cowboy. And that spirit is integrity. His word is his bond. He'll get the job done. He's relentless, tireless, and a man of integrity. Visit Tecovus today. Find your boot for your frontier. When you make a $150 purchase and enter the promo code BECK at checkout, you're going to get the free hands uh, the uh, the free hand-stitched uh, calfskin card case. It's a $45 value. They don't give things away. They don't discount their prices. Uh, this is a really special thing. It ends today. Is today the 31st? remind me 31st did you see what j31 in new york uh we'll get back into that here in a second so january 31st that's today this offer ends just go to tecovas t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com slash beck com. find your pair and remember to enter the promo code beck at checkout tecovas western goods for your frontiers mr bill o'reilly today is the day that we're going to either see this thing pretty much wrap up or drag on for another couple of weeks. What is your take on what the Senate is going to do today when they vote on witnesses? Well, first
3: of all, I'm sitting here by the pool in South Florida. Shut up. Yeah. Um, no.
0: Shut up. Some and, of us work for a living. Uh, I know that. Yeah.
3: Uh, but some of the, some of us are so intelligent that we can
0: <laughs> figure
3: out ways.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Anyway, I think it's a uh, fait accompli, uh, to use a Latin phrase mm-hmm. um, that uh, the Republicans will say, no, no mas. You know, a Roberto Durand verdict is on the horizon. No mas, And, uh, McConnell, a pretty shrewd dude. I love that dude thing. Um, And he and Alexander are very close friends, and he basically leaned on old Lamar and said, look, you all know how this is going to turn out. Why put the party and the country through this for another week or two? And Lamar said, all right. And um, that leaves Romney and Collins and Murkowski. I think the deal is struck with Murkowski, uh, that she is going to vote against witnesses, uh, McConnell had a 20 minute private meeting with her. That's unheard of for him. He never does that. And I'm sure she acceded to his wishes because she wants to keep her seat in Alaska. Collins, they don't have any control over her. It means an interesting place. But now the question is do you two Republicans want to go against all the others and, and be pariahs in the party? And I'm probably going to predict no, it, it'll be a sweep. Against,
0: romney, uh, romney yeah.
3: i don't think romney you know romney's a shrewd guy um is
0: he is that why he's upside down in the uh in his polls in in utah
3: yeah i did i did that on dot billoreilly.com uh this week yeah R- romney hates trump so much that that's yeah. why he's doing it but now i think you back off
0: mm. well i would be uh, yeah, that would i would find that interesting so you think that it could just go down the party lines. Is there anyone yeah. on the Democrat side that is going to say, no, let's just move on? You know,
3: Manchin would if it were close, but if if all the Dems know it's uh, you know, gonna go the Republicans' way, does Manchin want to buck Schumer? So you know, these are all personal relationships, lots of implied threats. Um Pelosi does it all the time and Schumer does it. So I don't know what, what kind of heat they're putting on, but Manchin doesn't want this. So he's one, uh, I, I don't think, um, what's her name out in California? Um, Feinstein? Mm. She, she doesn't want this. Uh, although, uh, you know, it's hard for her to, to stay awake during the proceedings. Yeah. She's 80, 88 years old. Um, so, you know, so- I'm not worried in the sense that I think it's going to end and then um, it'll be in, the real story now is, What is President Trump going to do with it?
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. Before we get to that, I want to ask you a couple of other questions. Sure. I think legally and for the the president's um, uh, case, the best thing to do is when you've won the case, move on. Shut it down. Now let me talk to you about politically. Politically, you are leaving... Uh, it's it's like when you don't finish your antibiotics you know they say make sure you take the whole 12 days even though in a few days you're going to feel better don't save the rest because you're, that bug is going to come back because the only, the bugs you feel better but the bugs that resisted a little bit of this that you could kill just by finishing the whole flight are going to come back and bite you in the butt um, and that's why they say finish your antibiotics and I feel like this is finish the antibiotics John Bolton doesn't have anything that is impeachable. John Bolton is not going to come in and say, yeah, the whole thing, you know, Democrats were right. He just is not going to say that because he doesn't have that. He's got a book that's coming out. The Democrats are going to immediately say this whole thing was a sham. They wouldn't even listen to it. Uh, and And John Bolton had all the secrets. So when his book comes out, he will be able to go from media place to media place, media place, and they're not going to push back because they want his story to be worse than it actually is. If you see the transcripts of his book, it's it, there's nothing there. But they will make it into something, and they will use this against Trump and against the GOP, saying, see, look how unfair they were. They just swept this whole thing under the rug. It Politically speaking isn't it better to say, bring John Bolton on, bring him on, and you know what, do the whistleblower too, and spend another week just on that?
3: That's the longest question in the history of Western civilization. (laughs) I'm still back on the antibiotics. Can I I take all my pills? Okay. All right. Um, No they it isn't worth dragging it out
0: why because it's
3: harmful to the country debilitating uh, to we the people and uh, the republicans believe they're way ahead now in the court of public opinion so they don't need to be more ahead they're way ahead um so they want to get rid of it and they will now as for bolton Trump is uh, is pretty predictable. I mean, I always go back to the United States of Trump, the best mm-hmm. book ever written about the president, but very predictable guy.
0: Next to the Bible,
3: Pastor. So, while, while some people would say, yeah, I'm going to leave it alone, and I'm not going to, you know, I won, and I'm going to declare victory and walk away, I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to you know, run around um, the country at rallies and throw this right back in the Democrats' face. Now, John Bolton... Is gonna have problems going forward. Number one, they're gonna hold his book up, and they're gonna hold it up as long as they can possibly hold it up because there's national security stuff, top secret stuff in the book, according to the National Security Council. So you're gonna hold. Simon Schuster thought it was being cute by linking all this to the New York Times. Now Simon Schuster's, yeah, they everybody knows about the book, but it might not come out for a few months, mm-hmm. and they don't want that. The second thing is that Bolton, it's going to be harder for him to go on The View and to go on Morning Joe and all of these real
0: far-left programs because they
3: despise him.
0: Yes, And, and they, but and, not and, as and much, it, uh, not as, enemy of my enemy is my friend.
3: Still, without the book in, in print, he doesn't do them a lot of good because it's a one-trick pony. Yeah, he wanted uh, to hold up aid so to get dirt on Trump. What else is there? There's nothing else. That's the accusation. So I don't see this really going on much longer in the impeachment realm. I don't see Ukraine going on much longer. Although it will be fascinating to see how Trump weaves it in to, I'm the greatest guy, the Democrats are going to hurt you, which is going to be his campaign theme. All
0: right. So let's go into the, uh, what is happening next today? They're going to vote on it. Uh, then if they say no to, uh, witnesses, then they will move to acquit. Uh, I would imagine. Uh, and then we have Iowa on Monday. Then we have the state of the union on Tuesday, which is this man standing in that chamber talking to those people it should be wildly entertaining uh, to say the least we'll come back with bill o'reilly in one minute stand by uh, i've been telling you about the x chair for a while it's just the best office chair i've ever sat in one complaint about it is uh, you know i think there's a bit of honesty in advertising why isn't this motorized why is this not something that I can just sit in all day and go from room to room in? Uh, you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just uh, saying it, my life would be complete. And that, that flaw is in this chair. And I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. I want you to know there is a flaw. It's not motorized. You have to get up out of it from time to time. Now, I can get I can get from here almost to the refrigerator just by taking, like, the sides of the counters and the walls and stuff— and pushing myself in this chair but um it's a lot of work yeah i'll be fully buying this work. chair when they motorize it uh, but until now it's still the best chair out there you can get yours find it hundred dollars off at xchairbeck.com eight four 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 x chair eight four 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 x chair again get a hundred dollars off at xchairbeck.com go find the right color go find the right fabric find the chair that suits you the right price the right chair at xchairbeck.com $100 off right now xchairbeck.com don't forget use the promo code beck we break for 10 seconds station id so bill break down the break down what happens from here assuming that they vote uh to uh have no more witnesses then what happens from there I would assume that vote will be on Monday. Um, The witness vote? Yeah. Uh, No.
3: No. The witness vote will be today. Today, right. And then And then they'll uh, vote to to acquit on Monday. That's what I think will happen because they're tired and cranky and they want to watch the Super Bowl stuff and all of that. But I could be wrong on a timeline. Um, But the conclusion is no witnesses, not guilty, Let's go into the campaign.
0: And it's also because everybody's tired and cranky after the Super Bowl. It is also the uh, the day of the Iowa election. It has yeah, less the Republicans impact.
3: Want to, Republicans want to obscure that. So that's why I think McConnell will call the vote to acquit on Monday to obscure the Iowa vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean that's that's what they do. Both parties
0: do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, and how afternoon. do you see the how do you see the vote coming down in Iowa? No, no, no. The uh, vote to acquit. Oh, uh, uh, you know, I don't think any Republicans will vote to convict him. Right.
3: So that's uh, fifty-three, maybe Mansion, and maybe one or two others that come over, maybe. So let's say fifty-four to forty-six.
0: To Bill, acquit. you are a historian. So put yeah. yourself out 50 years from now. How is this going mm-hmm. to be remembered?
3: It won't be. It'll
0: be like Andrew Johnson.
3: Nobody remembers what happened there, or why it happened. Um, it's not going to be remembered because the definition of Donald Trump, the president, will come in his second term. And if he wins a second term, everything changes as far as – Trump in history, if he gets beaten, um, then Trump will be a very, he'll, it'll be a failed presidency. The historians go, oh, well, he, he didn't, you know, he might have done good for the economy, but he wasn't, you know, um, astute enough to win re-election, and he had all this on his sheet, so he's really not a good president. That's what's going to happen. But if he wins again, then Trump's got, and, and he can take back that, the House. That's the big thing. Um, then Trump's got a clear playing field for four years, and there's going to be a lot of payback, believe me. Trump doesn't forget. And, and that's why it's going to be interesting to see in the State of the Union, mm-hmm. is he going to go into full campaign mode in the State of the Union? I think he's he will. I do, too. I think he's going to use that in full campaign mode.
0: I think he and, I think he wants this. To uh, to be he wants to be acquitted by Monday, so Tuesday every eye is on him addressing those people, and I think he's gonna he will use it to his advantage.
3: McConnell's gonna tell him, "Look, I'm gonna do what you want because McConnell has has done exactly what Donald Trump has wanted. All right, I'm gonna do what you want. I'm gonna fast track this. We're gonna get this done, and then you got." the floor on Tuesday night and the whole world's going to be watching you be a little presidential please (laughs) you know Nancy Pelosi is going to be sitting behind you don't hit her with a pie all right don't go na 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 don't do that McConnell will tell him that
0: you are you are the guy who can tell the truth about the president uh, and the only one that I know that still can be a friend of his, um, I mean, you say things that are far more critical of the president that, I mean, I get in trouble anytime I say anything. You can say, yeah, you know, and you don't seem to get in trouble for it. So tell me the odds, Bill O'Reilly, of Donald Trump understanding, please be at least a little presidential in the way that the rest of the world would understand that and the odds of him doing it? All right. To answer
3: that question, you have to understand who is going to write the speech. And that is going to be a man named Stephen Miller. Miller is trusted by Trump, one of the few people on the face of the earth. Trump trusts Miller. Miller is very smart miller will side with mcconnell and say to him mr president sir you can use this as a campaign thing we know that that is going to be something that you will do no matter what because you're not going to be able to stop that but let's keep the gloating word of the G L O A T I N G. To a minimum.
2: I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he's capable. I
3: think he can do it. Okay. I think he can do it. All right. All right. Okay. Because remember, Miller is going to write the words on the page. Now, Trump, he's not um, Warren Harding. I mean, he's not going to read what's written for him. Mm -hmm. Trump goes in and Trump changes um, what he wants to change. All right. He's like Reagan. That's what Reagan did.
0: But he also um, but he also he also doesn't even change it. There are times when he's reading his script and he's and like he'll Yeah, yeah. But not at
3: the State of the Union. Okay. He he doesn't do that at the State of the Union. He's already given, all right, three addresses. This will be the fourth. And he hasn't done that in the State of the Union. He stayed on script because he understands the formality of it. There's a formality where there isn't in his rally. So his rallies, that's entertainment. People are going there to be entertained. They want him to throw a pie at Nancy Pelosi if she would ever be at the rally, which he wouldn't. Um, but in the State of the Union, even his most ardent supporters are hoping that he brings some decorum to his remarks. Now, that doesn't mean he, does, he can't slam the opposition. I would. I'd get up there and say, hey, this election is the most important in our lifetimes. You may not like me. I'd use those words. But do you want them? And then he'll get booed.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: the Democrats in the State of the Union will boo that.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then I would look, because you got to anticipate that will happen. And I'd say, you can boo all you want, but your socialistic policies would wreck this economy.
0: And especially,
3: especially if— And then the Republicans—wait, you say that. And then the Republicans go, oh, yeah, yeah. okay? So Miller knows all this. Miller, you know, he's so smart, and nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows who he is. But he knows all this, and he'll explain it to Trump. And I think Trump will go by the McConnell-Miller nexus, the guidance that they provide. Of course, I could be wrong, but I can't remember the last time I was. Please remind me if you guys
0: are. <laughs> We have our research team working on it now, Bill. Okay. Yeah, so right. there's 10 people working around the clock. So far, we haven't overturned. We haven't, we haven't found a single thing under a rock, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we appreciate that. Um, I, I will tell you that uh, just speaking as a human, I think it would be really hard not to gloat. Um, and he's a good gloater as it is, but it'd be really hard not to gloat. He's gone through this now for four years. They have thrown absolutely everything he has at him. Of time. Yeah, he has plenty of other ways to do it. Yep. Uh, all right, and this comes, of course, right the day after Monday is the Iowa primaries. So the caucus happens on Monday. We'll go there next.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: You remember the first time you saw that smile, the one, the smile that made you fall in love with her? It was the smile that made you realize you were the one uh, that had to spend the rest of your life with that woman. Now, make her smile again that way this Valentine's Day. Go to 800Flowers, 1-800Flowers.com. In just a few clicks you're gonna find a beautiful bouquet that is absolutely right and perfect for her. Now, if you're looking for roses right now for a limited time, you can get a dozen multicolored roses for $19.99, or you can upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for only $10 more. And the roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. You just pick the delivery date and they handle the rest. Rose prices are going up, I predict, very soon valentine's day is just around the corner go to the rose authority 1-800 flowers.com you get a dozen multicolored roses for nineteen ninety nine, dollars or upgrade to 24 multicolored roses for $10 more 1-800 flowers.com click on the radio icon enter the promo code beck get this special find the right bouquet for her 1-800 flowers.com Want your friends to know
2: what you think of Nancy Pelosi?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pretty easy. Get the new Nancy Pelosi sucks pen at PelosiSucksPen.com.
0: We're with Bill O'Reilly. It's Friday, America. We're glad you're here. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Bill, before we go to Iowa, there's a new report that shows the evening news spin on the impeachment hearings. They looked at all of the evening news programs. They found their news 100% negative on Donald Trump's defense, 95% positive for Democrats. Absolutely humanly impossible. Impossible if you're trying to be at all fair. But they're not.
3: Yes, right. <laughs> Dude, everybody knows that. Right. I did the story uh, last night on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, and I basically looked at the audience I said, I'm sorry to bore you because I know you know this already, that if you watch uh, an American television news network for news, you're not going to get the news anymore. That's not what they're in business to do. They're in business to promote an ideology, number one, and number two, to elect candidates that back up what ideology they want. That's what the industry is now.
0: So now, with and, it, but with that being said, there was an, another yeah. poll taken by people who read uh, or of people who read the New York Times. People who yeah. read the New York Times, when they heard the New York Times endorse Elizabeth Warren and Klobuchar. The people who read the paper, 5% of those people moved to Joe Biden, okay? So even their own readership is like, okay, I don't trust these people. Is that accurate to say? What would you take from that? I think so. Listen, I think that
3: Americans, no matter how nutty they may be politically on both the right and the left, all right, Essentially, want an honest presentation. Correct. I, I mean, I think ninety percent of them want honesty, even if they don't like to hear it. All right. Even if they, that's why I've have been so successful, and and all the research on me shows that. So you may not like me, all right, and I understand that. But you'll get a fair play when you listen to me analyze the news. So- you just said if Trump Trump does some dopey, I'm going to tell you. But what, what has happened now in America is a lot of people don't seek the truth anymore. They don't care about it. Um, they want an outcome. All right? So the Me Too people want males to be crushed. That's the outcome they want. They don't want fairness. They're not looking for facts. And that's what you're getting in politics. So the outcome that the left wants is Trump out of office. How you get them out of office doesn't really matter to them. But the declining audiences at network news have to be. I mean, look at CBS Evening News. My God, it's a collapse. And CNN, collapse. So, you know, that's the reality in the country we live in right now.
0: All right. You're yeah. still standing that Joe Biden is going to take the caucus?
3: Now you're distorting me.
0: Well, that's right? what I do. I'm part of the mainstream media now. I'm, yeah. You know, I you're know, a guy you're by doing, the pool. I'm, you know, I'm if here if to distort. Do it again,
3: yeah, if you do it again, I'm taking your cowboy boots away.
0: From
3: <laughs> All right? Now, I said Biden's going to win the nomination, but I have been steadfast in saying I was so crazy that nobody can predict it. Yeah. And here's why it's so crazy. 150,000 people vote out of a state of about three and a half million. Okay? The 150,000 who vote, they don't go to the polls that They go to a little schoolhouse or a little VFW hall or whatever it may be, and they stand around. And they go, oh, I like Biden. No, oh, I like Bernie. No, I like judge oh, like, ah, 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 ah. And then at the end of an hour, they say, okay, let's write this down who you want. Very informal, very undisciplined, and only the real true believers participate, not the folks and it was and this is on the right too. remember Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucus last right, time around right which what was
0: what's, what's really interesting is it's not all like that some i I went to a couple of uh, high schools for the caucus, and they would have the you know for instance next monday they'll have the bernie people here they'll have the elizabeth warren people in this room and you can go listen to them and they're they're bargaining for your vote and they'll say look yeah. warren doesn't have a chance i know you really like warren but she doesn't have a chance throw in with bernie because he yep. could take this and then you'll get your socialist utopia and so it's it's not going in and making a personal decision it is it is the party very, very active um, going in, and the ones who make the most compelling strategic argument, I think, are the ones that usually come out.
3: Yeah, but there's a lot of ideology involved in it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: you know, I, I mean, look, if I had to put money down now on the Iowa caucus, um, I would say Sanders wins. And mm-hmm. Biden does pretty well. Biden's running around a little bus. Um, doo-doo, 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 I, 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 am I in Iowa or I am in, is this Nebraska? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he goes in the bus, he's yelling at people out the window. And judge is running around, too. Remember that um, Bernie and Warren and Klobuchar, they've been uh, holed up in the Senate. They couldn't get to Iowa. And uh, meantime, mm-hmm. little Pete is knocking on your door. He's sliding down your chimney. Um, He's a charming guy, so he'll do okay. So I would say it's Sanders, Biden, Booty Judge, one, two, three.
0: Which makes the State of the Union address even easier when he – because Trump could make this about capitalism versus socialism.
3: I think Trump will go light on the individuals and heavy on the – Ideology. Yeah, like I just said, you may not like me, but do you want these people – taking the station wagon out of your garage because that's what they're going to do. They're going to take all your stuff. They want to run your life in every way, shape, and form. And he'll hit the guns. He'll hit uh, a whole bunch of stuff in the State of the Union. All right? I'm pro-life. I'm pro-Second Amendment. I'm this. I'm that. And look at these other people. Um, They're going to take everything you have. All right? Everything you have. And you'd be foolish, Trump not use the State of the Union to draw that contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meantime, Bernie gets Iowa, and then he zips into New Hampshire the next week, where Mm -hmm. he's a favorite son. Yeah. All right? So Warren's campaign has collapsed. A lot of her people come over to Bernie, and then it'll look bad for Biden. And believe me, all the cable TV left-wing journalists will scream, Bernie, 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 okay? Because they don't want Biden. They, they think Biden is going to not make it to the finish line, where they Podesta and the wise guys in the Democratic Party, they don't want Bernie Sanders at all. But the media favors Sanders over Biden.
2: And if, if Sanders wins Iowa and New Hampshire, which he almost certainly is going to, and then he wins in Nevada, where he's performing pretty well, he's got pretty serious momentum by the time you get to south carolina can anybody stop him if he wins those first three? Oh yeah
3: you think right. so number one i don't think i don't think he's going to win nevada i think mm. the biden people are mm. going to really throw a lot of stuff into nevada and the unions unions are, are very strong go.
2: yeah
3: right they're going to go with biden but so um, is Pop. and then <laughs> biden will wipe out uh bernie in uh south carolina because african americans are a big part of that electorate on the Democratic side, correct? And they don't like Bernie. See, Bernie doesn't doesn't compute with the minority communities, Hispanics or African Americans. Fascinating, because they don't like him. Um, and I did a big thing on Bernie, and I don't know whether you guys know it or not, but he has made millions of dollars. Oh, he yeah. and his wife,
2: right, big right? time,
3: off the public oh, Yeah, he's Hunter Biden. uh, Jane Sanders is Hunter Biden, Yeah, Uh, although they didn't use overseas. It was here. I'll give you one example. Jane Biden was appointed president of Burlington College. 200 students, 200 students ran the college into bankruptcy. And part of the reason was she awarded her daughter a $500,000 woodworking contract from the college. It's got 200 students.
0: So, when do you get to the ridiculous part?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the ridiculous part the press has ignored it. They know it because Peter Schweitzer's book outlines it. Yeah. The press has not even mentioned it. Even the conservative press, the Fox News people, haven't even mentioned it. When I did this this week on the No Spin News, all right, I got calls. What? What? How did you get that? I go. It's public record. Yeah, the guy has made five million dollars. He's got three homes, and he's never had a private job. And he's they never in the private sector. Not even Wendy's.
0: They okay? don't. I don't think the left cares as long as you're making oh, they money. Don't. They don't. As long as you're making they money don't. and you're you're towing the line and telling everybody that you know there has to be somebody to oversee against all the corruption of all the other people, you're fine. That's true, but there's
3: not enough far left nuts to put Bernie Sanders I agree. into the nomination. Before
0: uh,
2: you got
3: to get some moderate Democrats. Are,
0: are you concerned at all about Wisconsin and Bernie Sanders, his people? I mean, we've had two people exposed by Project Veritas. Uh, That are saying they're going to burn things down. They're going to be training. They're waiting for a revolution. They want one. The Democrats aren't going to do this to them again. Wait until we get Milwaukee. They were not fired uh, by the Sanders campaign and they occupy the same position that the guy who went to Virginia to shoot all of the Republicans on the baseball diamond held. Uh, these people are serious. Nobody's paying attention to it. Uh, How do you feel Wisconsin's going to go if the Democrats are seen by those guys as maneuvering to hurt Bernie Sanders? I think
3: Trump has a very good chance to take Wisconsin. I do too. I think he's got, it's more problematic for him in Pennsylvania, all right? Wisconsin and Michigan, the working people, have benefited greatly from the Trump economy in both states. So I think that he's got a good shot to take those again. Why, think got a good shot
0: why is Pennsylvania why is Pennsylvania a problem for him?
3: Because if it's Biden, as I think it will be, the African American vote that stayed home last time around—they didn't like Hillary—will come out for Biden. Hmm because Barack Obama will campaign for Biden.
2: It's a little off topic. And, go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead finish. And
3: uh, that that's the difference. Okay. So if Philadelphia, if African American vote comes out big for Biden, that is going to that could put right. him over the top there.
2: This is a little off topic, but before you go, I got to find out what uh how you feel about big gay ice cream. Do you love it? Big day ice cream. Oh, you haven't seen the, you haven't seen the Michael Bloomberg ad? where he no yeah it's his uh, it's his favorite so i guess you've never sorry. tried it you gotta no, yeah, you gotta try it
0: he says it's the
2: best well,
0: wait a
3: minute so, <laughs> yeah. so bloomberg is telling people in an ad that he likes ice cream that no he likes he big likes gay, gay, gay ice, ice cream. cream
0: and it's very very authentic he yes. he, he <laughs> takes a spoon and he's like hey where's my ice cream <laughs> somebody hands him this uh, this container of big gay ice cream and yeah. uh, he takes one b- bite of it and he's like mm, mm. big gay it's the best ice cream ever so yeah, I didn't know if you had, had had
2: it. You've never tried it. Never huh? tried it. All right. Okay. Well. This is a man, Why is that? Because you, you hate? <laughs> is that? <are> you, <laughs> uh,
3: but remember, this is a man who doesn't know how to pet a dog. He missed the dog. Right. 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 Right.
0: right. I was petting oh, him with dog. my tire. What? Right. All right. I, um,
2: I don't know
3: how you missed the dog's head, but he did. But anyway, he got short arms, I guess. And when when Bloomberg was mayor of New York, I want everybody to remember you couldn't drink Dr. Pepper.
0: No, I know. A federal agent right.
3: to your house I you know. didn't, and compensate you Dr. Pepper. He was counting your calories. <laughs> you didn't have a straw shaker. I mean, the guy was following you around. Get
0: out of here. Bill you O'Reilly, <laughs> get out of here. I'm going to tell you that. Get out of here. I got a break for the network. Thank you so much. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Uh, I got an email the other day about Jim, one of our real estate agents over at realestateagentsitrust.com. It was from a woman named Rebecca. She said, Glenn, I want you to know, Jim has been amazing. We're moving to the Cleveland area. Oof. Wow. Sorry about that. <laughs> we're moving to the Cleveland area uh, and had to do almost everything remotely in Texas. And that's why it's so tragic. You're moving from Texas. What? Wow. Jim has done everything we asked and done it so well. He's just wonderful. He's a great sense of humor, full of information, loves the area, and served as, I, as our eyes and ears since we were out of town. I would recommend him to anyone he just is the best service and a true professional. I love this when we if you if you've used real Com, please write to me. I love hearing about these because these people are so great. If buying or selling a home is, is hassle enough, you know, you don't need anything else. You need somebody on your side. And people like Jim who actually know the best practices, who care about doing the best job for their client and who have the track record of selling homes fast and uh, for the most amount of money, or helping people buy the right house, the right neighborhood at the right price? RealEstateAgentsITrust dot com. dot com. This is the
1: Glenn Beck program.
0: I'm um, really—next hour is jam—literally jam-packed. We have uh, a story on we're all going to die, you know, coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So we're all going to die. Hey, the uh, Palestinians just don't seem to think it's reasonable to give up, uh, uh, you know, terrorism for their their own state. Joe Lieberman is going to be joining us uh, on that. Carter Page, uh, I did an interview with him a few days ago, but I think about a week ago. He filed his first uh, lawsuit uh, yesterday because his story is unbelievable, but he is the guy that this all started with back during the campaign. It was Carter Page, the FBI, and everybody lied to the FISA court about him, and that's why all of this happened. Uh, It's a fantastic interview. Usually we release these on Saturday, but because of the news yesterday, we released it. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can get it uh, as well at uh, BlazeTV.com. Also, today is the day, 11 p.m. England time, 11 p.m. England. They are out of the European Union Daniel Hannon is expected to uh, to join us. It's a very busy day for him, but we're hoping to catch him in about thirty five minutes. Stand by.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls from burglar alarms. And the vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether that alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? And the alarm company can't tell them. All they say is, you know, motion sensor went off. Simply Safe Home Security, however, is different. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch up to 350 times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. You get comprehensive protection, outdoor cameras, doorbells that alert you, anyone approaching your home, entry, motion, glass break sensors, 24-7 monitoring by live security professionals, and you can set up the system you own yourself. No tools needed. It's simply safe. It's 50 cents a day without a contract. Simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Go there today and get a free Safe security camera, normally 100 bucks. Order today, you get it free. It'll help you capture that crucial evidence for the police, and you'll get 350% faster dispatch. It's simplysafe.com slash Glenn. Joe Lieberman played a very important role in the last impeachment. Yeah. Uh, and he's been a friend of mine for a very long time, and I was really really harsh uh, on him when uh, the last impeachment happened with Clinton, Uh, and I think I actually have to apologize to him today um, on that, uh, because I see things in a different light now, and um, and it's just just going to be an interesting conversation, but I don't have him on for that. I have him on because I want to talk to him about the the, uh, peace plan. Nobody's talking about this, and maybe it's because Uh, You know, the Palestinians are not going to do it But they've been offered a two-state solution They've been offered everything they want Plus all kinds of money and aid and everything else The world stands ready to do it Double the amount of territory they have in the West Bank Yeah, and like the prince of Saudi Arabia Is more pro-Israel than the Democratic candidates It's crazy
1: entertainment and enlightenment.
0: Hello, America. It's Friday. Today, they're going to vote on, are there going to be any witnesses? What does this mean? What senators are going to do what? And the big news that is not really reported anywhere, and I think is so important, is the Middle East peace plan that was proposed this week. The Palestinians were given almost everything, almost everything they've ever asked for, and then some. And they're not interested. They don't even want to come to the table. Beyond that, if you listen to the press and you listen to the Democrats that are on stage now, and you compare what they're saying now... Compared to what the Prince of Saudi Arabia, who took a guy and put him into a blender, he's for this peace plan. He's he's and the and the President of Egypt as well. They are both more pro-Israeli peace plan than the Democrats are. We talked to Joe Lieberman to get his point of view. In one minute.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: In the dead of night, your wife says,
1: Honey, honey, uh, I think there's someone downstairs.
0: We don't have it downstairs yet. Okay, maybe it's somebody upstairs. We don't have one of those either. Okay, there's somebody in the house. And so, because you're not going to be allowed to go back to sleep, you, you haul your tired carcass out of bed, and you throw your life away while she she you come back in. Okay, I've checked everything. <laughs> Sounds like you need Simply Safe. Simply Safe uses state-of-the-art equipment and a 24-hour video verification team to monitor your home and keep you safe. And if there is a break-in, they'll alert the police who on average arrive 350 times faster than they do for normal burglar alarms. Their equipment is easy to install. You can do it yourself or have Simply Safe do it for you. And here's the best part. It's going to cost you 50 cents 50 cents a day to have these guys monitor your house i mean simply safe or be that guy who always dies in the you know first horror movie and everybody's like don't get out of the. why would you leave the bedroom they're right outside don't be that guy Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck. right now. Get a free Simply Safe security camera, normally a hundred dollars, with your order. You'll get it free. You'll capture the crucial evidence and get the police to your door three hundred and fifty times faster with their dispatch. SimplySafebeck. dot com. You know, I. Uh... I have to tell you I looked down and and I knew that we had scheduled Joe Lieberman but I'm looking down and I'm thinking okay I'm writing down the things I have to say to Joe Lieberman and, and get his opinion on and then I realize wow uh, Joe and I have been friends for a very long time and I treated him and I and I've never said this before cuz this is pretty new I, I is Joe on the phone Joe
4: yes hi good morning glenn i just it's great to hear your voice thank you (laughs) thank you
0: um let me just let me start here i was very very hard on you during the impeachment of clinton and you know that i was i was really very hard on you and i have to apologize to you because uh i think you were right in watching dershowitz and i don't buy all of his stuff but in watching dershowitz If it's not a political crime, if it's a crime, especially the one he committed, which was perjury about his marriage, I was so dead set on, you can't have somebody committing perjury who's the president. But if we cross these lines, as I understand now from Dershowitz, we become a parliamentary system where it can really easily become a vote of no confidence, and then the president doesn't mean anything. Was
4: was well, that the way you listen, looked at it at all? Off, you, yeah, you. First off, you you don't have to apologize. I we knew you would say that. Go back decades, and uh, we had a disagreement. But yeah. you're you're a, you're, a, you're a big man in many ways, and one is. <laughs> I think that's a fat joke. Look back. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I give you. I grant you awesome. total forgiveness. Thank you. I really, thank not you. at all. How- but uh, you're 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 making a good point. I tell you, I spent a lot of time during the Clinton impeachment trial, um, going back and looking at what the intention uh, was of the great uh, men who wrote our Constitution about uh, impeachment. And uh, it seemed to me that they were setting a very high bar for taking a president out of office. And the reason is what has been discussed by uh, Dershowitz and others, which is the, the centerpiece of the system. Uh, the new country they were creating was elections. You have to have consent of the governed for those who govern. And you would only let Congress intervene in that when it was an extreme situation, uh, really, that the country—I I had up feeling that the country would be in danger uh, if a particular president was kept in office. And, of course, this was before the 25th Amendment, which came along a lot later, that, that set up a procedure— for removing a president from office for physical or mental incapability. In so um, that's why they required two-thirds vote in the Senate. And, uh, you know, I felt, and I said it then, that, that President Clinton's behavior was morally reprehensible. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't just morally reprehensible, but it had an effect on the country because mm-hmm. uh, a leader, uh, I learned growing up, and I learned it a lot from you know from the Bible, that... Um, a leader is actually held to a higher standard than than average people because the impact of immorality or wrongdoing is greater. So long story short, I I felt he had done something terribly wrong, but it it hadn't reached the threshold for impeachment. (laughs) And uh, I find this running. This is a very different fact situation, the whole business about Ukraine as opposed to Clinton, Lewinsky. But in the end, it's the same test. And and I think it's probably going to come now to a, to a uh, the, uh, uh, what I would call a reasonable and just conclusion, or let's put it this way, a conclusion that if Madison and Hamilton were he- here alive today, they would say this is what we intended.
0: How would you vote today if you were
4: sitting there? i probably vote uh, f- uh, for witnesses just because, uh, and, uh, and of course I'm uh, being a little naive in about what, what I'm about to say. Yeah. I know there was some fear that if you had witnesses, it would be oh, 15, 17 witnesses. The impeachment trial would go on for weeks and months. But in, in the good old days, uh, we wouldn't uh, have negotiated a compromise across party lines, as we did, incidentally, on the on the rules for the Clinton impeachment trial, right. where they were adopted 100 to nothing. Here it was a straight party line vote. And then, I, you know, I, I've hesitated to say this. Because I'm I'm not on the field anymore, so I haven't said how I would vote. But well, let me let me we're getting uh, because I wanted to hear all the evidence. But uh, let me just say that I thought Lamar Alexander's statement last night, although he he, he disagreed with what I just said about hearing witnesses, yeah. was was right. Which is what the call from all that I know now, the call that President Trump made with. Uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine was inappropriate, was wrong, it shouldn't have been done. But did it reach the point where we can say nine months before an election, I want to come back to that point, that he represents, if he keeps him in office, he represents a danger to the country? I I don't think so. I think it's up to leave it to the people in November. In other words, the impeachment, uh, as our framers intended, I believe, was not meant to be punitive to punish you either criminally or by taking you out of office, it was meant to protect the country until the next election. And right. the closer it is to an election, the higher the threshold for uh, convicting somebody president and removing him from office. So I, I think it's coming to a fair conclusion. Hopefully we can get back to governing. If not, we, we can nice. go on to the election and the, and the people will decide.
0: Right. Um, let me switch uh, subjects. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu was uh, in the Oval Office this week. They had a big announcement. I mean, I'm not a dummy. Uh, this, you know, helped Benjamin Netanyahu, I'm sure, in his fight back home. He's right. in some trouble. So I know that this is, you know, uh, a lot of this is political. However, the the uh, peace plan that was given and Honestly, the the words of President Trump to the Palestinians at that uh, press conference was, I thought, astounding and everything, a reasonable group of people should at least sit down and consider. But it was rejected right out of hand. And no one in the press is they're barely even reporting this. What are your thoughts on this?
4: No, I I totally agree with you in your introductory statement uh, and and what you said just now, Glenn. I mean, I think there was politics, but but I would put it this way. The politics may have been more in the timing of the announcement. The politics wasn't in the substance. I thought this was the result of real uh, effort and persistence uh, directed by President Trump, uh, but really carried out by by Jared Kushner and, and the others who worked mm-hmm. uh, in the administration for it.
5: And, and it, Kushner he, is a,
0: being and Kushner is being mocked by the press. Uh, I saw an interview with him and I said, well, what, what makes you an expert? And he said, well, I mean, uh, you know, I've been working on this long, a long time. Just in the last year I've read probably 25 different books on the different, you know, peace process. Yeah. And the headline was, oh, he thinks he can read 25 books and be an expert. I mean, it's just. Yeah,
4: well, that's, that's nasty. I give him a lot of credit for what mm-hmm. he did. Talked to a lot of people in the Middle East, including uh, some of the Palestinians, and this this is a total new beginning, and I think it's hopeful. And really, this peace plan offers, uh, in other words, the well. Well, everybody was trying for the last, uh, well, since the Oslo Agreement in nineteen, I think it was ninety three. Everybody was trying to fit within that format totally, and uh, nothing was happening. And here again, all the efforts that President Trump, Kushner, were making with the Palestinians were going nowhere. So they simply decided, we're, we're going to begin a new conversation. Mm-hmm. And they did. It gives uh, uh, Israel security and a lot of what it wanted. But it honestly, as you've said, think about it, it gives the Palestinians a state that's about twice as large as the territory they now govern, and a capital in East Jerusalem, which they've wanted, and a promise of fifty billion dollars—it's—it's it's uh, unbelievable. Improve the life it of is. their people. Yeah, it's, un- it's, it's, it's un- it, Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm mm-hmm.
0: sorry to interrupt you. It's—it's—it's it's, it's staggering. Mm-hmm. I think how good this is at the first initial offer, and yes, there's I, no I, interest.
4: That no interest by the current Palestinian leadership, in, which has proven, I, um, I went during my time in the Senate over and over again, just about every time I visited Israel, I went to Ramallah to see President Abbas or the Palestinian Authority. Nice man, uh, pleasant to be with, good to talk to, but, but he has proven himself incapable of being a leader who will take the risks for peace and prosperity for his own people. But Glenn, you pointed. Uh, A few moments ago to the really significant difference uh, in response to the really significant differences in this Trump uh, Middle East peace plan, which is the response of the Arab world. Oh, my gosh. Um, These are the
0: people that lined up against Israel. They lined up against them. They're all they are. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. They are more pro-Israel, at least sounding today than the democratic candidates that are running for president
4: well i, I can't say every candidate but some candidates a democratic candidate are yes. absolutely right and uh you know there you had in that room i was there in the east room at the white house on tuesday mm. you had the ambassadors from the united arab emirates big important country ally of ours from oman and bahrain and then the two giants really in the arab world Saudi Arabia, host of the the two holy mosques of Islam, and Egypt, which has been the historic center of the Arab world and the the largest population in the Arab world, both saying, uh, not endorsing every element of the plan, but supporting it and directly calling on the Palestinians to come to the table and begin to negotiate. Right now, based on what's preceded, in recent years, uh, don't expect it from this Palestinian leadership, but maybe we'll be surprised. Anyway, I think, you know, President Trump is, to put it mildly, unconventional as a leader. <laughs> and, and sometimes this upsets me. But other times, because he is willing to be unconventional and what the folks in the high-tech world call a disruptor, yep. Uh, disrupt he he does things uh that enable things to happen yep. that uh, you look at it and you say you know what this is something we ought to try and believe me this is a step toward peace in the middle east right. if the there when and if there's a palestinian leadership and when there will be one if now a palestinian leadership that is willing to get engaged with israel and you're right this is a this is a first offer if you will Uh, It can be changed. There's some things that Israel won't allow to be changed, but some things can be negotiated, and the Palestinians ought to... The people of of Palestine, the Palestinian people, ought to rise up and push their leaders to go to the table with Israel. in, In a process, as the Saudis and Egyptians said... Under the auspices of the United States, oh. we, we can mediate, and they can get something done. Uh,
0: Joe, if you will hold on one minute, I want to continue our conversation. Let me take one minute and right back with Joe Lieberman. Uh, I mean, it's nice to be able to have a conversation uh, with a Democrat, uh, and and just be able to disagree uh, and yet move forward. Those long long gone are those days. It seems. Uh, 1-800-Flowers.com uh, reminds you that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And no matter what she says, no, I don't care what she says, okay? I am an expert in marriages because I've had two. You've had one. What do you know, okay? <laughs> I did it wrong way, and then I learned my lesson. So trust me, I know. Anyway, um, if, if, no matter what she says, oh, no, Valentine's Day is not. A- if you don't come home with a card and something in your hand. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. And not in trouble like, why are you just oh, well I got you something. <laughs> Valentine's Day go to 1-800-Flowers.com in just a few clicks you're going to find the perfect bouquet for her that will fit her right now if you want roses a dozen colored multi uh, uh, sorry a dozen multicolored roses for only nineteen ninety nine, and you can upgrade to two dozen for $10 more and it's from 1-800-Flowers.com they're picked at their peak shipped overnight it's 1-800-Flowers.com believe me the price of roses are going to go up now is the time to buy them and buy them from the rose authority 1-800-Flowers.com 1-800-Flowers.com use the promo code beck you'll get all the specials order today save 1-800-Flowers.com promo code beck 10 second station id One last question with Joe Lieberman uh, on the Israel peace plan. Uh, Joe, do you think that because Saudi Arabia and Egypt and UAE, they're all part of this and it seems sincere that there has been yeah. enough ground change in the Middle East that the tide may turn uh, if the Palestinian Authority just is, is you know... Uh, Stiff arming, any kind of peace talk. Do you think that this tide turns at all?
4: I do. I, I think the tide is turning. Uh, the reality is that there are um, there, there always have been covert um, set of relations, and and yeah. and where it was in the mutual interest between Israel and some of the Arab countries. And of course, there's there's a, a piece of, of different uh, effect of this between Israel and and, uh, Egypt and Israel and Jordan. But it's changing now. Part of it is that they have a shared, the Arabs and the Israelis have a shared fear of Iran. Uh, Mm -hmm. But the other is that the the changes are occurring uh, of modernization throughout the Arab world. It's not coming as fast as we would have liked. But they're beginning to see Israel as an ally, including economically. So you know, I'm, I'm hopeful if the—look, if the look, the most serious—people don't talk too much in the Middle East when I visit, and I've continued to go since I left the Senate, and I particularly visit Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Egypt. And um, what they really want to talk about is uh, reforms within the system, economic growth, and what are we, the U.S., going to do with them about— Iran. There's very little discussion about the Palestinians. I don't know if the Palestinians appreciate that. Look, the next step, and I know the Trump administration is working on it, is to have some of the Arab countries enter into what would be called a non-aggression pact with Israel. Not full diplomatic relations, but the beginning of an easing. And and I think that that can happen uh, before long. So Thank God for that. It's progress.
0: I've only I've only got about a minute, minute and a half here. Um, Iowa is Monday, and the Democratic Party is is really at war with itself. Um, it, you have socialists beyond just I want a bigger you know Medicare uh, system. We're right. talking actual socialism that will dramatically change us. They're talking about an end of capitalism. Some of them. Um, right. And it looks like Bernie Sanders might win the Iowa caucus. He'll probably win New Hampshire, maybe win Nevada. What do you see happening in the Democratic Party? Where are they headed?
4: Well, you're not going to be surprised to hear that uh, this troubles me greatly because over time, the party, certainly in foreign policy, has changed from where it was when I joined, when John F. Kennedy was president. But now uh, the the position, you know, we've developed a kind of regulated capitalism in America. And overall, it's worked pretty well. You could say it's too much, too little. But the the philosophy that Bernie Sanders represents really is state control of increasing parts of our economy. It's not what America has been about, not what has given us our growth and opportunity. And really, it's up to the voters in the primaries and who comes out. If, if, If the center-left and the center in the Democratic Party comes out, Biden or Bloomberg or Klobuchar will do better. But Mm -hmm. right now, I would say the dynamism is with uh, Sanders. Mm -hmm. And uh, the party is going to be very different than it was before. And I I personally don't think Bernie can win. And Democrats ought to think about that.
0: Thanks, Joe Lieberman, as always. Thank you, Glenn. Great great to talk. God bless. Uh, Senator Joe Lieberman, boy. Don't you pine for those days.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
0: Look, selling your house is so overwhelming. It really is. Especially if, you know, you're always having to clean the house, get everything ready for a showing and nothing happens and it drags on and drags on and drags on. You need a real estate agent with an actual plan to market your house and to get your home sold. You need a, plan of somebody when you're moving to a new uh, a new place that somebody there knows can can learn enough about you so you're in the right neighborhood with the right schools uh, and you can find the house that's perfect for you and pay the the right price don't overpay you need a great real estate agent you need the best in the area we know who they are you can find them at realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. We don't care about the companies they work for or anything else. What we care about is their track record and uh, their integrity, and we'll get in, get them in touch with you within the hour. Just you're looking for a real estate agent, realestateagentsitrust.com. Spend some time with Glenn this 4th of July at Gettysburg.
2: This is going to be incredible. Go to glennbeck.com/slash restore to get all the details.
0: Daniel Hannon is a friend of freedom. He is a guy that I I met probably 15 years ago. I don't actually know if we've ever actually met, but we've talked to each other via satellite so many times over the years. He has worked 17 years to get out of the European Parliament. He was a member of the European Parliament. He led the campaign to get his job canceled. Um, Brexit Day is finally here. It's happening at 11 p.m. European time. Uh, that'll happen this this afternoon here in America. And we wanted to check in on a day I wasn't sure was ever going to come with Daniel Hannon. Welcome, Daniel.
5: Thank you, Glenn. It's a real pleasure, as always, to be with you. And I'm delighted to say it's actually happening at 11 p.m. UK time. European UK. time is something different. I, I, I okay. should, just, just to make clear to your listeners, I'm not a European. I'm a Brit. <laughs>
0: so uh, you're here. And the markets haven't collapsed, and the seas aren't on fire, and yeah. there's going to be food in people's mouths, and grocery stores will be open tomorrow.
5: I'm looking out of my window. I don't see any dinosaurs or any asteroid strikes. There isn't World War Three. In fact, not only that, Glenn, but the UK economy has outperformed the Eurozone for the last couple of years. We have more people in work than ever before. In our history, the stock exchange has surged. Our exports are up. Our manufacturing is up. We've attracted more inward investment than any country in the world except China. So I think we can reasonably look forward with some optimism and confidence to what the future holds.
0: So, Daniel, what does this mean? Uh, mean, First of all, let me me just say this. A, congratulations. B. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys are – you did what we did did in you know 1776 except we had to have a war over it because you guys were so stupid and stubborn but um <laughs> uh, but when i'm watching when i watched nigel farage's uh, speech a that i mean i couldn't believe what they did to him in the end they made his point um but i thought this is a shot heard around the world just like our declaration of independence was it, it y- you did a very american thing and you did it right. You, you, you did it without arms and riots. I mean, that's a remarkable thing you guys have just pulled off.
5: Well, I, I could turn that around and, and channel Edmund Burke, who was, of course, an MP at the time of the revolution, and say that you guys did a very British thing in 1776, which was to, to take to its logical conclusion the arguments in favor of personal freedom hmm. and democracy. Mm-hmm. But I tell you this, no country that I can think of ever got poorer as a result of becoming more self-governing. And I, I do think we are feeling something of the mood of optimism that swept over uh, the the then colonies in, in 1776. I was looking at, uh, 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 at John Adams's letters, and he, I, he was probably the gloomiest of the founders, you know, to <laughs> be pessimistic about the fallen nature of man. Mm-hmm. But when the, on the day of the Declaration of Independence, even he got caught up with the mood, and he wrote to his wife Abigail, through all the gloom I can see the rays of ravishing light and glory. I can see that the end is worth more than all the means, and that prosperity will triumph. And you know, Brits are a fairly reserved people. We wouldn't put it in such florid terms, but that <laughs> is the mood here. There are parties going on all around. There are, you know, j- just I'm, I'm speaking for you, uh, to you from London. There's a crowd a little bit down the road outside Parliament, uh, just happy, good-natured people waving the flag. And mm-hmm. as I walked past a moment ago, they were singing Sweet Caroline. So good, uh, so good. Uh, that's so funny. It, it, it's, of course, it's a great <laughs> thing to feel uh, that you're, you're back in charge of your own affairs.
0: So what do you think is going to happen with the European Union? Because as I I watched that and I connected To what he was saying about an out of control government that that's not what we signed up for. Um, It's corrupt. You are you're ignoring us. Uh, You go your own way. You belittle us and you belittle the people. And I thought if I can relate to it, surely the people in France or Germany or, uh, you know, or Norway or Sweden, they're looking at that going, yeah, you know what? What are we doing?
5: Yeah, and that's the thing that they're really scared of. How does the EU respond to Brexit? Britain's going to be fine, but what's going to happen in the eurozone? And actually, again, I don't want to over—I don't want to kill this metaphor or this this parallel by overdoing it. Uh, but since you you started it, uh, again, there's a fairly. No, good it's actually the Brits with... that
0: started it, just
5: by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, you started the parallel. Power... <laughs> the, 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 the 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 Brits immediately after Yorktown were in the same kind of mood. That Brussels is in now. They were hurt and angry, but it didn't take long for the British government to realize that its own interests depended on having a good cordial relationship with the new country. And so the, the new administration under Shelburne in, in 1782 said, we're going to open all of our ports in, the, in Britain and in the Caribbean to all American vessels. We're going to renounce all our claims on all the trans Appalachian territories. You know, Adams and, and Jay and Franklin couldn't believe the generosity. But from a British point of view, it was the correct thing to do because we understood that free trade is good for everybody, that, it, that, that we wanted to have rich neighbours because rich neighbours make good customers. And, well, and that's how it worked out. Now, Let's, Let's say, remember that you, you, did, you did. You did.
0: You did come back in in 1812 to, <laughs> you know, start a yeah. war and and burn our I mean, White surely House. Surely but... the most
5: ridiculous war ever, right? <laughs> the, uh, the reason that the war began was over before the first shots were fired, and the only significant engagement took place after the peace terms had been signed, but before news had reached New Orleans. <laughs> right? <it. laughs> but but, uh, but, uh, but 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 I mean, the the, the the interesting thing is, the EU could respond to the Brexit vote by saying, OK, I wonder why we got that wrong. Maybe yes. we, we've become a bit too remote. Won't happen. Maybe we need to reconnect. Maybe the Italians or the Dutch or the Poles or the Danes will feel similarly. Let's try and anticipate. Let's try and devolve a little bit of power. But, you know, so far they've done exactly the opposite. they said, oh, great, now that the Brits are out of the way, we can have a European army and we can have a European tax system and we can have more and more power uh, for the centre. And I think if they insist on taking that line, then the EU will fall apart sooner rather than later. Hmm.
0: So, Daniel, I've never understood the parliamentary system. Never understood it. I mean, you guys seem to be going through prime ministers like water. Uh, We have a different system with our impeachment, but that's really what we're talking about now, is whether you can impeach someone uh, that didn't do anything illegal, may do stuff that you didn't like, but, but really if impeachment is more of a vote of no confidence... Which our yeah. founders never intended. What do yeah. we what do we look like uh to you, A as a historian, can you give us some perspective where you're not connected to it? Uh and 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 B just as a as a Brit? Well,
5: I mean, I, I'm now gonna say something that is is probably guaranteed to offend every single person listening to you, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican, whether they support or oppose the impeachment, which is that I don't think that Donald Trump uh, colluded with Russia, and I don't think that he uh, behaved in an impeachable way over the Ukraine business. But I think that what we know of his behavior is so unpresidential and, and so indicative of bad character and bad judgment that that should count against him politically. And I, I reckon that statement has offended absolutely everybody, because one of the things that is very striking about the U.S. discourse at the moment is that everyone has to be 100% one way or the other. Yes. Everyone has to be, you know, and to say anything in between, to say, for example, it's great that Donald Trump is cutting taxes, although it's a pity he lied about releasing his own tax return, or to say it's fantastic that he's deregulating, really overdue, but, you know, what a pity that he thinks it's okay to mock the family of a a deceased American serviceman. You never hear anybody saying those things because it's become so tribal and so polarized. And I've got to say, that does worry me. You know, the, the the extent to which people in the U.S. now see the other side as enemies rather than as fellow citizens with a different opinion. And, and a, a great democracy can only take so much of that.
0: So as a historian, you've watched us for a long, long time. Uh, you know our history. Uh, I think it was Churchill said one of the gre- greatest things about... Uh, Americans is after they've tried everything else, they finally do it right. Uh, Do we do we uh, how do we get out of this one, Daniel?
5: Yeah, I mean, look, America is still the greatest republic on Earth. It is a fantastic, fantastic country. And now uh, you're only
0: saying that because it's it's true but
5: uh yeah but it, is true. it is true I mean you liberated millions of people from tyranny you put the flag of your country on the moon you you created uh, uh, the most open and free system of government on earth and those things have deep roots but i would say you know they they depend on people valuing the rule of law and the process and, and the rules and the, the the thing that i find alarming about the us now is how indifferent people are to due process when they happen to favor a particular outcome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's a trivial example, but I I would say that both Barack Obama and Donald Trump exceeded their powers and sidelined Congress in order to tamper with the rules on immigration. Obama did it to liberalize immigration. Trump did it to tighten immigration. But the number of people who, who condemned them both, you could count pretty much on your fingers. You know, and the thing is, either either that's right or it's wrong. It, it's not right when it happens to be your guy, but wrong when it's the other guy. And the, the 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 as soon as you lose sight of that and you get into this kind of anything goes, that's when you risk becoming like you know Guatemala or Peru or or, or somewhere else that has has had a a much weaker history of the rule of law and of, of peaceful democratic politics.
0: Daniel Hannan. It is always great to uh, to talk to you, and your your insight is great. And I, I'm so happy. And there are millions of Americans that are cheering for your freedom uh, today, to chart your own course, and to be your own country, and to fly your flag with pride. Thanks, well, we
5: appreciate that, cousins. Right back at you.
0: God bless you. Thank you, Daniel Hannon from London. According to property data firm uh, CoreLogic, they have found that the the standard mortgage payment is down nearly 3% since May of 2018. If you got a mortgage in May 2018, you're losing about 3% every single month. You could be paying 3% less. If you got your mortgage in May of 2017, you're losing a lot more. Mortgage rates are really very low, and this can help you save a lot of money. Americanfinancing.net. Imagine just, imagine saving, some people are saving $1,000 a month. Imagine making your house payment and continuing paying $1,000 a month, you know, more than you have to, but it's all going to the principal, not to an interest payment. Think about taking that $1,000 a month and paying down your credit cards or your other uh, loans. This is game-changing for families. Please, it's the fiscally responsible thing to do, and I, I know that's who you are. Ten minutes will, will uh, solve it all for you. Just get on the phone with ten, for ten minutes, tell them exactly what your situation is, and in ten minutes they'll be able to tell you, yeah, I think we can help you or no. Americanfinancing.net americanfinancing.net you work too hard to leave that money on the table going to somebody else americanfinancing.net or call 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 american financing nmls one 8233 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
1: this is the Glimpack program
0: It's Friday. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Um, uh, I have a podcast that usually comes out on Saturday. Uh, It's 90 Minutes. I sat down with uh, Carter Page, who I found a very interesting person, and we'll we'll talk about that some later time. But I want you to hear uh, this podcast. 90 Minutes. This is the guy that the FISA courts, FBI, everybody lied about uh, to get the Donald Trump campaign spied on for Russian collusion. So this is the beginning of it. Uh, Well, he has been exonerated and they found out that they were doing all this stuff illegally with FISA. Uh, I talked to him about, uh, you know, are you going to sue? Well, yesterday he filed uh, his first of many lawsuits. Here he is talking about having to find a cure for the nation.
6: You know, we're still all getting blocked. So yes, you know, there were some hard evidence that we're getting. We got a 480 page inspector general report, which came out in December of uh, 2019. But, you know, but the, it's the tip of the iceberg. There's I so I'm, much more. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm, I guess I'm asking, is it kind of like I have a friend who thought this weekend that he had cancer? Thought I, I spent a lot of time with him this last weekend. I'm sorry. Talking, talking him through that. And and he would go through periods of real despair and then real hope. And because I've been through this before, I I, I wondered how he was gonna react once he got the news one way or another um, because there's something about not knowing for sure that gives you a little bit of hope, you know what I mean? So was it is it kind of like that moment when you find out that the government has been reading everything, been watching everything, that you, you you had a little bit of hope that maybe that's not really going on?
6: Glenn, look, what I know for sure and what I, I've known for sure for over three years already is using your analogy. There is a serious cancer that our country is suffering from based, you know, which started with this metastasizing of the uh, Russia collusion hoax. To me, you know, in answer to your question, that is the biggest problem and, you know, thing at the forefront of my mind. There's a lot of things that I'm starting to do to, you know, help uh, help find a cure, if you will, uh, for both myself and for our entire country. But and litigation uh, yeah, is yeah. one of those things. Absolutely. Your confidence level? I... I'm I'm very confident that my case is incredibly strong. The thing which sometimes gives me a little bit of caution is I know what's been done in federal courts mm-hmm. by false filings by US Department of Justice and private institutions, the DNC and media organizations in terms of some of my initial uh, battles. So um, and look, I mean, that's kind of, that, that caution is, you know, reason for that caution is a key storyline in, uh, in uh, the Inspector General report, right? Those 17 errors and omissions. So what, you know, the caution, you know, I know my case, if we're kind of basing things exactly upon the facts and, you know, whatever.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
6: Hey, the surest way.